The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and get an audiobook of your choice free with a 30-day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month, good for an audiobook on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power. Popolitikin.com You are now politicking with Pope on Popolitikin.com. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Hey, it's your girl, Raven Farrell. This is me on Popolitikin. Big sight. <laughs> New paint. Roll up in the club. Yeah, right. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. You know what? I bet you got it twisted. You don't know who to trust. So many player hating niggas trying to sound like us. Say they ready for the fuck, but I don't think they know it. Straight to the depths of hell is where those cowards going. Well, all you still down, nigga, holler when you see me. And let these devils be soft for the day they finally freed me. I got a caravan of niggas every time we ride. Hitting motherfuckers up when we pass by. Until I die, live a life of a boss player. Cause even when I'm hot, fuck with me and get lost later. The future's in my eyes. Cause all I want is cash and things. A five double low, bins, want flashy ranks. Uh, bitches pursue me like a dream. Been known to disappear before your eyes. It seems my main thing was to be major Pay the game sharper than the motherfucking razor blade Save money, bring bitches, bitches bring lies One nigga's getting jealous and motherfuckers die Depend on me like the first and fifteen They might hold me for a second but before won't get me We got four niggas and low riders And ski masks screaming thug like Every time they pass, all eyes on me Little life of a thug nigga until a day or die Little life of a boss player All Even eyes on me All eyes on me, little life of a thug nigga, till the day I die, little life of a boss player, cause even getting high. Hey, to my nigga Pac. So much trouble in the world, nigga. Ain't nobody feel your pain. The world's changing every day, time's moving fast. My girl said I need a race, how long will she last? I'm caught between my woman and my pistol and my chips. Triple bean, got some smokers on, whistle as a dip. I'm lost in the land with no plan, living life flawless. Crime boss, contraband, let me toss this. Mediocre's got a lot of nerve, let my bucket swerve. I'm taking off from the curve. The nervousness, neglect, made me pack a tech. Devoted to serving this, my wet and paychecks. Like a kite satellite, nigga, I'm forever balling. It ain't right, parasites, triggers, and fleas crawling. Suck a duck and get busted, no emotion. My devotion is out of my business, nigga, and keep on coasting. Where you going? I've been there, came back, it's lonely, homie. Steady 
flown against the grave, niggas still don't know me It's about the money and this rap shit, this crap shit It ain't funny, niggas don't even know how to act shit What can I do, what can I say, is there another way? Plus this gin all day, 24 parlay My little homie G, can't you see I'm buster free? Niggas can't stand me, all eyes on me Welcome back to PolePolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you download our app on iTunes and Android. I'm now politicking with the lovely Raven Pharrell. How you doing today? Good, good. How are you? I'm great. So I was reading about your background. I know you're from Ohio. Your actress been in a lot of stuff already. You too young to be all this stuff. How you getting on already like that? <laughs> blessings on blessings on blessings. Yeah, that's what's up. So I want you to, I know you're from Ohio, so just talk about your background a little bit and let us know how you got involved with acting. Crazy. I'm actually about to go to Ohio in a few hours too. So um, I'll see my people back home in a few hours. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I grew up, um, I grew up at the School for Creative and Performing Arts. I attended their school from kindergarten until third. And then once I got to the fourth grade, I had to audition to, you know, actually carry it as a major. Um, so that's why I went my entire life. So I was always surrounded by entertainment. And um, I did a few things. I did, I did ballet. I did creative writing. I did violin, um, technical theater. But as I got older, I had to narrow it down just because it is so time consuming. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had to stay after school a lot for different things and a lot of things crashed. So it was like, as I got older, I started ballet, then I dropped creative writing, then I dropped violin. And then I finally, you know, just stuck with the acting and decided to take it on as a career. All right. And I know you're in the, in the Tupac movie coming up, All Eyes on Me. But also I was reading, I was on the Internet Movie Database. And you got like eight credits for other shows. Can you talk about all the other shows you've been into? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, so my first project I ever um, I have ever did was one and two. It was a movie on now on Netflix. Um, it was directed by Andrew Palmero, and it was starring Kieran and Shipka of Mad Men. And um, basically, it was a sci-fi film, and she had the ability to teleport her and her brother. And um, she had to she was kind of like trying to find herself when it came to her powers. So it kind of scared her in a way. She ended up running away. When she ran away, she didn't know where she was going to. I ended up running into her at a park. Um, I met my character name was Danny. And um, basically, I was a bad kid. I got into a lot of trouble. My parents abandoned me. Um, I was in a girl's home. I smoked, fought, all of that. And um, I was kind of that person who just, I tried to give her a home, but I was a bad influence. So I kind of ended up scaring her away. Um, so that was that was super cool as a, as a first experience. Um, and then my second thing I did was was Complications. It was a, a show on USA Network. Um, it went uh, one season, and basically I was a um, I was the cashier of a, in, a, in a restaurant who um, who witnessed a, a murder, mm-hmm. the murder of one of the the uh, main characters. And um, then I did what was next? Um, Greenleaf, Greenleaf. Um, that is a show produced by produced by Oprah, mm-hmm. um, hmm. and directed by uh, Claremont Virgo and Donna Deutsch. Um, and that's basically a show that was based off of um the inside life of of you know Christians and just and, and it could be with any religion actually. It's just the inside life that that a lot of people don't get to see and just to see how like um what's the word how. Ah, I can't think of a word, but basically it, it just shows like how everything isn't all good all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's, okay, it's so, so how is it like far as like, is it still like you have to go audition or is it like just networking? Like how does it go? Like anybody that's listening that, that wants to get into acting, how does it work? Or is it more just you got to like you was talking about the school and the experience. So how does it work? Oh, like no, a little no, bit no. of everything. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, it is a little bit of everything. I'm actually outside going into an audition after um we get off the phone um but basically like i mean the number one thing for you to do is to get an agent once you get an agent you have to go through the process just like everybody else until probably you're like an a-list actor you get office but at this point of my career i'm you know i get submitted for an audition if the casting director choose for me to come in i come in i do my thing if they call me back they call me back if i book it i book it if i don't then i gotta let it go all right then speaking of that I think you got a really big role coming up with the All Lives on Me. So, speak up. I don't even know Tupac's sister. How you say her name? I don't know how to say that name. <laughs> her name is Setro Shakur. Okay, so how did it? Did you how how was that? Uh, like, did you have to research her more? How did that come about? Yeah, well, actually, um, I found out they were like filming a they were filming a Tupac film, and I'm a huge Tupac fan. So when I found it, I was like, no, dang, I love to be a part of that movie, but. I didn't think that there was a role out there for me. Crazy, like a few weeks later, my um, agent sent, um, sent me the audition. 
Um, I did the audition, but it was kind of weird because usually when you go to an audition, they film you so they can send the tape in to producers and directors, and then, you know, they choose who they want to call back for a role. And um, when I went in there, I didn't get taped. So it was just, like, mad, like, awkward vibes. Like, it was just awkward vibes. Like, I did it, and I'm just like, I was like, okay. And I'm just like, all right. And I walked out, and, like, I like honestly, like, I felt like, like, yeah, and it's kind of, like, over with for me for that. And I really didn't think about it until, like, a few, like, I want to say, like, a month later, I had a dream about it. I had a dream that I booked it. And I'm like, yo, it was crazy because it felt so real. So I text my agent, and I'm like, because, you know, if you don't get it, they don't hit you back and say, yo, you didn't get it. It's like, you don't get it, you won't ever hear from them. So um, I text my agent the next morning. I'm like, yo, have they have they cast for Tupac um, yet? Da, da, da. Like, I had a dream about it. Like, this is crazy. And he's like, yeah, no, they haven't cast for it yet. Production is moving slow, but basically acting like I'm crazy. <laughs> but, like, um, a few weeks after that, he ended up, you know, hitting me back and saying that I actually got called back for it. And then, like, it's like by that time, it's like once I got the call back, I kind of knew that I had it just because of the dream and how real it felt. Like, we shot in December. My mom was telling me in October to plan my flight for November for Thanksgiving. And originally, we were supposed to start shooting in November. And even though I didn't even get called back for this role yet, I'm calling my mom. And I'm like, yo, yeah, I might not be able to come home from Thanksgiving because I'm pretty sure I just booked this role and I might be filming it. Like, it was like, it was like affirmation time saying, like, I just, I felt like I had it. So when they called me, and I didn't find out I booked it, booked it the night before we had to shoot. So... Yeah, they end up like um, they end up hitting my agent up and you know asking them to make sure I didn't get my eyebrows waxed. And I sent them a picture of my eyebrows and they told me to take my hair out and this and the third. And they was like, "Yeah, she's on set tomorrow." So that's how that worked. So how do you feel about that film coming out? Knowing like you're a big Pac fan and a lot of people in the hip hop community will be watching it. So it really be like all eyes on you too. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I'm actually. I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody just because, like, I know, like, me going, yeah, I said, like, honestly, when I, when, before I shot this film, I was a Tupac fan because of his talents, because of his music, and because of his acting, you know, Poetic Justice and, and Juice and this and the 30s, like, yeah, Tupac, right? But actually, when I finished filming, I became a fan of Tupac, of, of who he was, you know? I got to learn so much about Tupac and so much about why he did certain things and and what he felt like his purpose was and just just him like growing in as a leader and I feel like everybody's going to get to see that too that's those sides of Tupac of who he wanted to be who he needed to be who he had to be and I'm excited for everybody to just you know get to see him in a a different light you Hmm. know and and get to and get to experience what I experienced because it was it was nice it was nice just to see like how in 25 years this man just literally just X'd out everything and focused on his purpose. Hmm. He knew his, his purpose and he focused on that and, and, and that's what it was. And it was just, it's, it's, it's motivating. It's inspiring. It really is. It All right. Is. And speaking of Tupac, I also saw like another black lead. I saw it was showing that you was working on Marcus Garvey's movie. Or is it uh, check, but it said rumor. It said rumor beside it. Yeah. Actually, I've never went in and auditioned. But I don't know how they got there. But, oh, so just, but if the casting guys love me, if they want me, then hey, call me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know nothing about that at all. Okay. So if, some pe- if someone asked you what are the keys of being successful, what would you say? Mm. God, determination, dedication, persistence. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. Those right there are the keys. And it's really one of those things to where when 
you know, it's, it's not luck. It's when preparation meets opportunity equals success. And you have to know that those opportunities will come. So you have to be ready for them. You know, we pray for these opportunities, but we don't pray to be ready for them. So hmm. it's just about preparing for that, you know? And what are some of your interests when you're not working? What do you like to do? Number one thing, go-karting. I love to go-kart. Um, I love, like, indoor trampoline places. I like doing active stuff. Like, I like, like, zip lining and, and even if it's not outdoors. I don't know. I just love doing active stuff. So, hmm. that and binge-watching shows on Netflix. So, what shows you like to watch on Netflix? Ah, just finished 13 Reasons Why. Actually, nope. No, no, no. I just finished Dear White People. Before that was 13 Reasons Why. My last show I binge was Dear White People. Okay. Where do you see your career five years from now? Five years? Uh, yeah. Five years, I will be a series regular on a television show. Um, I hope to have completed a few months. Um, but my goal right now is just to be, like I said, I'm aiming towards the series regular. And I'm also, as far as my craft, I'm trying to aim towards being as diverse as possible. I mean, as actors, we get typecast. It's a thing. It's, it's just what happens. But I hope and pray that I'm able to... to take on any role. Like, I want to be as diverse as possible, you know, so I'm just, you know, working on how to experience and, and connect to those different characters. And then what are some ways you can improve on your, your craft and get better as an actress? Mm, I mean, we train. I train. I, I do. But I feel like the greatest aspect of training is life experiences. Because I feel like when I first started taking acting on as a, as a profession, I wasn't as good because I was 17. I didn't really, I didn't really experience a lot of things in life yet. As these years went by, I experienced so much as far as just like relationships, as far as just like growing up and having responsibilities, you know, bills and, and, and going through, you know, family stuff. And it's, it's like all those, cause you know, as an actor, when you're performing a scene, yeah, it's a sad scene going on and this is the storyline, but really you're thinking about, such and, you know, what happened when such and such did such and such and made you feel the same exact way. Mm. So it's it's all about just life experiences and being able to experience all different emotions. And so then you can connect to that and you know, you know, you know, like if I'm if I'm thinking about a sad scene, like I think about the craziest times and I'm just like, I remember when I was laying in bed and and, and, da -da 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 and this and that, like I remember that feeling. I take my back self back self back to that feeling. And that's, you know. So who do you because I really like, uh, my, I think my favorite actress is probably Angela Bassett. So who, who are some of your favorites that you kind of look up to? Um, Viola Davis. Number okay. one, Viola Davis, um, Kerry Washington, Octavia Spencer, um, Taraji P. Henson. Uh, yeah, but my, 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 my top one is Viola Davis. I love her to death. My, oh, my God. I hope to be half as great as she is. So. And what would you like to say to all your fans and people that have been supporting your career so far? Um, thank you for the support. No support, go unnoticed. And just make sure that you go ahead and, and get those tickets for All Eyes on Me. They are all, they are on sale um, at tickets.alleyes.movie. And make sure you go see it June 16th. Also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Raven Farrell. So that's R-A-Y-V-E-N-F-E-R-R-E-L-L. -E -L -L. I want to say thank you for coming through politicking with me. Thank you so, so much for having me. Is there anything we didn't cover you'd like to talk about? Or are we good? I think we're good. Popolitikin.com Thanks for listening to Popolitikin.com, a self-help meets hip-hop brand.
If you are an artist or business owner wanting to be featured on popolitikin.com, contact us at popolitikin at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N at gmail.com. Or text 760-717-5803. If you're a listener that enjoys the show and wants to support, you can donate to popolitikin.com via paypal.com. Please send donations to popolitikin at gmail.com. Any amount will be helpful in continuing to create quality content and shows. As always, check out popolitikin.com for past episodes. Make sure you subscribe to Popolitikin on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Welcome to Konimbi Foundation, a private family foundation incorporated in 1968, and it's dedicated to our continued mission of reflecting the family philanthropic philosophy. Our programs expand educational opportunities and creative, inclusive communities because supporting the causes of education and community development is the hallmark of our work. The Foundation's programs have ambitious goals that seek to meet the needs of our communities. We acknowledge how important it is to have sound structures and strategies in place to achieve success in all of our programs. To learn more about our work, visit us at conimby.org and on Facebook at Conimby Foundation. <laughs>